This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and an incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at squarespace.com and enter offer code MACHINE at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build a beautiful. 10 seconds to fire it. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, because we know that it is Picking Favorites. Uh, we are your hosts. I am Zachary Levi. My name is Razzle. I'm America Coleman. <laughs> your new name. My new, new name is America. David Apparently, Kentucky yeah, Coleman yeah, is yeah. now America. America. He's just, just America. Uh, we are without, yet again, I think this will be the last time we are without, yes. hopefully the last time we are without our fourth head of the Hydra, Tyler Bean. We miss you, buddy. Yeah. Uh, we are reminded of you constantly by your incredible opening theme music. Uh, but... In lieu of Tyler, or not in lieu of, but to kind of compensate for the lack of his voice, we have uh, the incomparable, the <clears throat> the the uh, the unofficial, but I think unequivocal uh, uh, king of podcasts. Oh, I feel man. like I feel like you're you're the the man about town. The when prince, it comes to- <laughs> the prince of Wolf Pop. <laughs> the I, prince of Wolf I am, Pop. I am a nod, uh, a nod, Syed. The, <laughs> <laughs> the man who actually yeah. kind of uh, uh, yeah, got absolutely. us here, yeah, he got here. us our podcast. Paul Shear is Thank in the. Guys. House. Very excited. Oh, we very have been waiting with bated breath. Well, I'm very excited. I, I'm a fan of this podcast, and I've been. And when I am in my car listening to it, I'm like, oh, they didn't mention that one. Why not? So now I'm very excited <laughs> that I can give that frustration to somebody else yeah. listening. Like, how did they miss and that gonna, one? And you're going to tell us down the list of every one of the things that we missed. Yeah. Idiots. Uh, how did you not know this? Idiots. <laughs> but, but we understand you're super busy. You are literally uh, juggling multiple product, projects all the time, and you have a wife and a nine-month-old child. I have a child i have a child and a wife and yeah so it's been all new stuff uh new yeah i have a bath time now to get home from bath time <laughs> it's true That's i do we thing. i we moved i moved a meeting last night that zach and i had with some writers because i was like hey you know what that time is I, that's when i give my daughter a bath can yeah we do it earlier so i can make sure i'm home yeah. i can do it after bath time but not <laughs> being out, but bath time is sacred bath time has now become a thing i'm very it's good the at daddy it. thing it is it yeah. come because moms with you know i don't know exactly, how you yeah. guys do it but my wife is home with the daughter my daughter almost all the time yeah. and then i come home it's like like, hey, not only is it break for her, but it's like it's my little bit of time that we can. We have know, a good, we have a good like little out. tag team system yeah. working out in the bath time. It's great. That's fantastic. One of us is getting bottles. The other one's popping jars. The other one, we're doing a lot of things That's that are awesome. going on. It's an assembly line to get that kid out of his clothes, bathed <laughs> in that bed, and then it's Bachelor Nation on nonstop. Monday <laughs> is that night. what it is? Yeah. Last night, just getting ready to get watch some good old Bachelor. Which, by the way. I don't know if you guys now. I, I feel like I'm I'm maybe preaching to people that because you'll say, "Oh, The Bachelor." What? No, I don't watch that. This show is the best show on television. Oh my god, all it right. is all amazing. Right. I did not. I am a new convert to it, and all I will say is just this I, season. Like this season is your first season. Uh, like the last four, which are oh, basically well, like you kind of la- had to have been watching it to get burning love. Yes, I mean, exactly. Yeah. yeah, in that world, so like the last four, which is basically two years because they do okay. like two right. a year. Right. You know. Um, it's so good. Why? This season is amazing. Why? 
All right. It's here, all contrived. Here. Hold on. Who cares? Right. I, I care. Who cares? I care. It's so popular. Right. Pause about because of, about this season. Yeah. Uh, so this chick I follow on Twitter, she follows me back. Uh-huh. Um, she's a very attractive girl. That's an important I, thing. She yeah, follows, she me, follows back. me back. I'm not I'm just a stalker. I'll give a shout out to Jade because if I'll let her know she's Jade. I know. Yeah, yeah. So so we will we'll banter back and Jade. We'll banter back and forth on Twitter for you know the contestants on maybe like a year and a half or whatever. We've been friends two years now on Twitter. Never met. Whatever. Out of nowhere, she's like. I'm taking us. I think I'm going to take a sabbatical from Twitter. I'm going to go MIA for a while. She was gone for like five months, and then she's back. And now she's like, "Oh, I got this lipstick line, and I didn't. I've never seen The Bachelor or anything." And then I heard that she was on it. I'm like, "Wait a minute! That's why you were not on Twitter for six months because you need to do that anytime you're on." And the show. shocking revelation with Jade just yeah. came out. Pose Is for she Playboy. a man? Really? Posed for Playboy, and that was she has to tell the bachelors she posed for Playboy. It was a very uh, she wait was a, she before was a, like back in the day, like she did it. Like or? yeah, like, right. so she has to tell him. I'll tell you because she does a lot of stuff with the chive, which was a lot of that scam. Yes, the chive, right? Yeah. yeah. So, Hold on. Why do you like the yeah. Bachelor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I can't I'm not I, I could tell you what's so great about it. What's so funny about it is when they get a great group of people together, women the men's seasons I'm not into because it's just like bros being like, Yeah, cool, you kissed her, that's cool. All right. They're all like just being yeah, yeah. cool and they're just like wearing workout shorts. Like I'm not that doesn't <laughs> uh, that does not appeal to me. But when the women are on, they're so much more emotional, it's so much more fun. And one of the things that really encapsulated it for me was two people on this show, this season, two contestants both are on this show because their husbands have died in the last two years. And they asked one of them, how did he die? And she went, um, it was a, uh, oh man, what do you call it? It's a, uh, she didn't remember how her husband died. And then she's like, ah, oh, congenital heart. Is it nine months ago this man died? Right. That and we, that's amazing television. That's Here's amazing. how I know. Listen, I was watching. I was watching. That's the, amazing. My wife and I were watching this. We were watching the casting suit. process. No, like, dude, how many times has she dude. been asked that? Yeah. And she still doesn't know. We were watching the soup the other night because Joel McHale they were doing reality show clip time. Yeah. They showed the clip of that girl whose husband yeah. died telling the story to the guy. Oh my god. She's telling the story. Yes, this is the best moment to the guy <laughs> about. My and the dude's like going, holy, like broke into his room to tell him. Yeah, this story. he's like, he's like, I don't know. His face is like, uh, okay, and she's telling the story because it's so out of the blue. Like literally, he's like getting ready for the rose ceremony. I was like, knock, knock, knock. Can I come in? I gotta tell you something. And he's like, well, so it's like it's so crazy. So she comes in, she tells the story about like my husband was he was like walking to work and he his just heart stopped, heart stopped, and he dropped dead. Cut to interview of the girl. Like those moments they have the personal yeah, yeah, interviews. Yeah, 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 yeah. She goes, I mean, how great is my story? Yeah. Amazing. I could, I was, yes. I have an amazing story. I have an amazing life. Yes, it's sad and it's tragic, but it's mine and it's amazing. She tells him that story about her husband dying and then goes right in for the kiss. Kiss, right in for a kiss. The show is insane. Yeah. So you got two women, husband's died, one committed suicide. She's got a six month old at home. Oh, the other, yeah. And she's no. on the show. Crazy. You had uh, two virgins on the show. Interesting dynamic. <laughs> you got uh, you got Jade, who uh, now uh, Jade was. Uh, I like Jade. Jade is one of my favorites. You got a uh, you got a Brit, a girl who doesn't shower. Who uh, oh, she's, really gonna she's gonna win. She's gonna win. But he's like really into her. Like, and Big and Rich. I've never. I'm not no ragging on Big and Rich, but I never thought I would like Big and Rich. And last night I was like, I think these guys are great. They were on the show to help them write songs. This show is insane. This season in particular, 
It's if you have Hulu, watch this season. I don't think you will be upset. There's some crazy, like beyond neck, like Burning Love was a show we did the making fun of The Bachelor. This show, as it is now, blows that show out of the water. <laughs> like you could not write. We the can't make insanity. it that good, right? The insanity of yeah. Because you wouldn't like, believe it. No, they're like, oh, no one's going to believe this. Oh, no one will yeah. believe this. And happened. I don't watch any other. Like I'm not like a reality show person. Like right. I am. In and it's two hours, and I'm like, give me more. I what does your wife more. think? Does your wife love it? Oh, my wife loves My wife is the one who got me into it. Wait, right. it's a two hour show? Two hour every what the, you'll Monday. You'll never get that life back, it, ever. It's don't, okay. I want it back. I'm loving every oh. minute of it. <laughs> gross. Oh, it's so, so gross. gross. It's really <laughs> so mean, funny. It's really insane. Okay. Dude, let's. Uh, well, hold on. We got a little, just a little yes. plug time. Oh, yeah, a little plug, plug time, time yeah. for Paul. So, right plug. now. Just pl- whatever you want to plug. Whatever I want to plug. All right. I will I'll plug Tracy Morgan's Scare Tactics. It's on. Uh, the Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel. It's All right. great. We love the Sci-Fi uh, Network. We and, love them. We uh, love them. Sci-Fi Network is one of the best shows ever. It's a reality prank show like Candid Camera but they're all horror pranks and so people have these really like visceral reactions because they think they're going to be killed and not enough people know about this show and it's amazing I've Tracy, never heard of it that's oh, it's put how it is your, Tracy Morgan by the way how Tracy is, Morgan's hilarious because it, clearly he's there for like eight hours to do the entire season of all the wraparounds and he's not necessarily <laughs> nailing all the all the lines the right way but he's just Pound is like, do you want to do another take? No, next one. Like oh they're just like God. they're just getting through. But the pranks themselves are amazing. Like they had one where it was like a uh, a cult, and everyone's like on these mats, and it's like drinking Kool Aid, like the like you like know, the, the Jonestown, yeah, Jonestown, yeah, yeah, and. Um, and so the people start dying because they're all, you know, on the mat, they're drinking the thing and they're passing out. And the one guy who's the people they're pranking, he like sees people passing out and the, the leader's like, do you have to drink it? And he's like, I don't, I don't want to drink it. He's like, you have to. And he's like, okay. And then he drinks <laughs> no! it. No! And like, like so you get people <laughs> in these like situations where like they're seeing people get like shot, falling out of windows. And it's like, and their reactions to things are amazing. There was a singing telegram going on while they were like literally carving into someone's chest. It's like, just sing a song. Sing. It's like, happy birthday to you. This has got to be set up. It, I mean, it is, they're walking in there. Oh, it, what I think it is is they shoot in Vegas and everyone's looking for jobs there. So everything's billed as a job. Like, hey, it's great. We're just going to go in tonight. We're right, going to like right, sweep right. up this factory. And then they're like, oh, what's this weird, this thing? And it's like, then like a giant and, right, right. They're, um, It's they're, great. There, uh, real quick, because you're plugging someone else's thing. It yeah. reminds me, Nick Thune. Yeah. Anytime he's on, he's like, and uh, go to my website, arby's.com. <laughs> <laughs> but Scare Tactics was, uh, it used to be hosted, I can't remember By his name. Shannon, Shannon Doherty. Yeah, Shannon Doherty. But even before that, it was the dude, it was um, a guy who's known for pranks. He was, do you guys remember the show Buzzkill on oh, MTV? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was one of those dudes oh, who wow. originally started Scare Tactics and back in the very early incarnations, there was a really funny one with like Bigfoot and stuff banging on like a oh, motorhome yeah. and all that. It's, but um, they're all good. They're all really they're good. really fun and they, they they pop up irregularly, so uh, they're always pretty good. Wow. They're pretty great. And so. what about what about plugging? Uh, What's what of oh, yours? Me? What of yours? Oh man, one of mine. Uh, I don't know what. I, oh, I'm on the new show called uh, Fresh Off the Boat on ABC right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. So okay. it's a really funny show, and I can say that because I'm uh, I'm I have a small part in it, and I really just like it as a fan. It's based on Eddie Wong, a celebrity chef, his memoir about his family moving to Orlando and uh, and just kind of being moving from like an urban center to being like the only Asian people in town and like kind of the racism that they experience. And his dad like opens up a steak restaurant in the middle of this, like kind of like a golden corral and like they're alive. But it's 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 and, really great. And the lead guy uh, on Randall. the show was 
I, to me, he was like, un, like next level good in. Uh, oh in yeah, the, the interview. interview. Yeah, he's uh, Kim Jong Un. Yeah, he played Kim Jong Un in the interview, and he was so good. Uh, he's, he's great, great. in Veep too, by the way. He's, he's awesome. great in Veep. He's hilarious, and his wife on the show Constance is amazing. The show is really good. And it's uh, yeah, it's I think it shows really good. ABCs. ABCs. It's on the ABCs. Yeah, it's on uh, ABCs. Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights. All right. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, shall we jump into our first? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's get into it. Uh, what is our first topic? What, which one do we want to start? Let's with? do. Uh, let's do our favorite book as a child. Let's do that okay. one first. Let's do that one first. Favorite right. book as a child. Hit us, Paul. Paul Shear. All right. This is a little bit tricky for me because I could not find the name, but it was one of the first senses of being lost as a child. Like I love books. I love reading when I was a kid, and I found this book. And this is, I, 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 I'm sorry we're leading with this because I, everything else I'm much more researched on. <laughs> there, there's this book about a group of like high school students that were also like James Bond spies. And it was supposed to be like a series of books, but they only made the first like three. <laughs> And they never made any more. And it was so disappointing as a kid. Like, I wanted to read these books so bad. But it was like, they're just cool high school kids who would go, like, on secret missions. And it was like, they were always going on a field trip and then, like, infiltrating the Smithsonian. Or, like, they go out to, like, France and, like, break into the government. So it was, like, kid spies. But they were right. super cool James Bond ones. And these books, I, I still have them. Uh, no, I, I had them for a long time, and then when I went to college, I think I lost them. Smart choice, probably, not to have uh, YA <laughs> literature on my shelves. But uh, but it was like I as a kid, I didn't understand that like something that like that would stop like that. I just didn't understand. Right. Like, clearly, I was the only person who bought this book. <laughs> like I like, it was not. Like, I would go back. I would make my dad bring me back to Walden Books and be like, Dad. Walden we gotta books. check in Walden Books. Go to that mall store. Go go to Walden. Dude, that's books. so funny. My every time we well, there's I didn't have a mall in my hometown yeah. from a really small town in Kentucky. The only mall was in Huntington, West Virginia. Yeah. We had to drive an hour and twenty minutes to go. The only bookstore at that time when I was like ten years old was a Walden Books. That's all there Walden was. Books. Walden Books. That's all there was. Walden gotta, Books. And it was. I remember I go back there every time looking at one section. and It was only those three. It was only, and like and there and above and beyond it was like Babysitters Club. It was like fifty. Yeah. You yeah. know, like and it was like all these all the other like Hardy Boys. Books. They still had yeah. Boys just and like, like tons and it was yeah. all everyone just had all the numbers on the spine I was like I cannot wait to have all 50 of the adventureers or whatever they were called like you know it was like high school adventure whatever and it was only those three the thing never grew and it just got smaller and smaller Nears is a pretty good co- t- I title like that, yeah. I, I, you just coined yeah. it but I got the adventureers so I know I can't so I, I knew that this was like sad coming in with a book that no one would know <laughs> that only was rever- like, no 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 it it's a, actually it's better because it's yeah. given everyone out there listening and now they're going to be researching yeah. <laughs> what I, was Paul talking about? I hope they do find it. Cool kids in high school, only three books. But yeah, my dad had to sit me down and go explain the idea of like commerce uh, to <laughs> right. me at that point. And go like, well, uh, maybe people didn't buy them and they didn't buy them. They didn't go on. Yeah. He's like, but you can write your own continuations of it. And I tried to do that. So that's what I did. And, where, and where are those? They're where in a those? shelf in my, and that I still have in my garage. I should have brought that. It was really You good. really have them? Like, oh, never yeah. Because I just have them in notebooks. I would just sit and write. But even like, I would write a book and be like four pages and be like, right, yeah, right. nice book. <laughs> I wrote my book today. Way to it's go. a novella. Yeah. It's yeah. a novella. <laughs> that was a real Raymond Carver as a youth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, Merica. Oh, Merica. Uh, all right, I'm gonna. So when I was a kid, uh, the books I remember were reading when I was, and yeah. I'm, I'm gonna go back. Like I'm not gonna talk about the books I read in high school because I'm sure. talking about like when I was like yeah, kid books, eight, like yeah. nine, eight, seven, eight years old. Um, my parents bought all the Disney 
books, uh, right? Cool. You know that dis- they all have the same like the little badge yeah. on the front, the, all the spot like it's, it's, it's the same. Gold. Yeah, this, it's like a golden book or whatever. Yes. Yeah, 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 right? yeah, yeah. But it's like all, and it's not just Disney stories. It's like some of the greatest stories ever. Yeah, but they just translate them into Disney stories. So the one book I always remember reading when I was a little kid was The Emperor's New Clothes. Oh, nice. With the lion as like the king, the emperor and like the fox and the pussycat as the, you know, yeah. the, the weavers, if you will. By the way, still have all these books. They're at my house now. My Amazing. daughter, my daughter, I, I was like, make sure my mom was like saving these. And we had the, we had our baby and she mailed them all out to me in a suitcase all the books, so I have them all, and I can pull one out. That's easy. I I read those books. I had those books when I was a kid. Now, do you find that you remember seeing Disney movies that you've never seen? Like, I feel like I never saw Cinderella, but I had that book, so I feel like I saw the pictures in the it's book. It's funny. I, oh yeah, I remember you know, seeing like, Cinderella. Yeah, I remember seeing like movies like that. You like I don't even rem- remember ever being out again or ever hearing like like yeah. Song of the South. Right. Right. right yeah. No one's ever. Like, yeah. who's seen that movie? And it's not on DVD. You can't, like, go to iTunes and yeah. download Song of the South, right? So I brought these books, and I had it, and I actually pulled it out last night because I was going to try to read it to my yeah. daughter, who sometimes isn't into book reading and sometimes is. Okay. She thinks all like things— Like most of the population. Yeah, she yeah. thinks she thinks most all things are like, touchscreen. Okay. Everything, even books. Uh, That'll happen to you, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. They'll, they think anything with anything with graphics or words yeah. is movable. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Because she can use an iPad better right. than my mom. Which is yeah, 100% course, true. Because yeah. uh, she is like learning. Like, you know, anyway. So it's I pulled out the book last night. But I remember that's the one book I remember reading. And I think it was because it stuck with me because it, I, it tells you so much about society mm-hmm. in that book and like how simple a story you can make it is like how, number one, how fragile people's like insecurities are. Yeah. Because they'll be like, I can't, I can't be the only one. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of like you can be. Be the one who doesn't agree with everything, you know, not to be contrarian all the time, but you have to question things. Right. You have to figure out like, and I thought that's what it really taught me. It was like, just because everybody says this is the thing doesn't mean that's the thing. Look, the blue wave had that a thing yeah. with me. Remember that after school special, the blue wave, where it was like the teacher created Nazism in the high school. You ever what? see that? No, no, I didn't see this one. Oh, it was amazing. It was like an after school special and yeah. the teacher is teaching a history class. And the whole thing, he's like, well, let's start at this club. It was like the Blue Wave or something like that. And it, and it was – and kids were getting into it and then other kids were being excluded from it. And all the kids are joining it. And at the end, he's like, you're all Nazis. Yeah. That's what – that's how it's like – That's how fascism yeah. Someone yeah. – like, I remember uh, – Did he do – I'm sorry, really quick. Did he do it as an example, as a Like lesson? a teaching moment? Yeah, yes. Yes. But, but uh, he went, wasn't but trying to make them all Nazis. No. So. He, he, like, okay. but, <laughs> but, he, but they went pretty it, far, it right? Went, it like, went pretty far. It was to, uh, you know, to almost teach and explain – Bandwagonism and, right. and jumping on and, and just listening to people. I mean, yeah. pretty much exactly how you can assimilate and just saying like you have to country too. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. people are, I don't believe it. I don't, yeah. I, I, yeah. So and um, that's crazy. And then shortly after that, a professor actually enacted that like as a test and got oh. in trouble for like doing the same thing yeah. when it's like I'm just teaching <laughs> I'm just teaching history and kids how to you know yeah. I, like, question that, authority the, I think the like the third act climax of that after school special was just like a bunch of kids like in an auditorium going like blue wave yeah. blue, like like hail Hitler but blue yeah. wave it's like a crazy like, wow crazy. holy shit um, I gotta no, look that I, up but I yeah I think it's something like, I, I think it was blue wave right was no it, it is it's called like yeah the, uh, somebody actually made a 19 it's like uh 
It was called The Wave. Okay, The Wave. Yeah. It's a short made-for-TV movie directed by Alex Grasshoff based on Ron Jones' The Third Wave experiment. Okay. Third Wave, that's what there it was it called. Is. Instead third of The wave. Third Reich, Third Wave. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Razzle oh, Dazzle, nice. Uh, favorite uh, childhood book? Ch- childhood book. This one was a tough one because I do remember like those... I mean, everything's tough for me because I'm very... It takes me you know, 45 minutes to pick something out on Netflix. So yeah. It's, I, it's hard for me to decide. It's yeah. hard, right? It's, 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 it's like it would be easier for me to discover the Smurf Village than it would be to do... I saw that tweet. I saw that tweet. <laughs> Shut up, Zach. I can read. <laughs> uh, I can, uh, it's, it's my material. It's, I can say anything if I want to. <laughs> I wrote it. I wrote it. Two different mediums. It's two, two different mediums. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, 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 as far as I, I'm going to go with Encyclopedia Brown. Ooh, that's All right. a good one. The the runner up was there was a book called uh, Freckle Juice that I remember by mm-hmm. Judy Bloom, yeah. and it was about you know acceptance and wanting you know to it's more you know be who you are. You don't you're not born with freckles. Be who yeah. you are. That was a good book. Uh, but Encyclopedia Brown's it was very much similar to almost like a young spy type of thing. Yeah, he's a young detective. He's going around the neighborhood solving these you know why is a bike missing or whatever. Who they have like the facts in it too? They right? would. They would actually teach you you know about uh, like Z- there was one vividly I remem- remember was about a zebra and it was not a real zebra because whoever painted it, the stripes were painted on wrong right. and Encyclopedia Brown figured this out and discovered this and he revealed the culprit and it was just you know it, it taught you to you know kind of question things and look at the bigger picture and kind of like I like to you know deduce and I'm I'm, you know, I'm a huge fan of detective stories yeah. and you know Sherlock Holmes and Batman and all that and it was it kind of uh, Encyclopedia Brown kind of got me on that um, it 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 was just an escapism, almost like the Hardy Boys. Like you want to go on these adventures. It's the most fun. I feel like when you're a kid, it feels like you're really like figuring something out. Like I love choose your own adventures the same way. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, I get to control. I'm controlling this. Yes. Now. Yeah. I'm making the right choice. Yeah. yeah it's like it's a really. Like, yeah. It's the only freedom that you have when you can't leave your room. And, you know? uh, <laughs> and what's what's great about like like the Hardy Boys or Encyclopedia Brown too is it was all based essentially in like a neighborhood. Yeah. Or like a small town, and I'm from a small town, and it 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 really was. And uh, involved, like you, yeah. you, it really let your imagination soar. Yeah. So I'd say the encyclopedia brown series. Zachary, um, well, there there was a series of books. I, I actually I was just reminded of it when you were when you were kind of talking about the golden books and stuff like that because I I do find it fascinating that so much of like childhood literature is so focused on kind of teaching us like just really important life lessons like you know bandwagoning yeah. and all that kind of stuff and there was a series of books and I've forgotten the name of it so hopefully somebody out there will find it and Shannon or Shannon Fox <laughs> who does like this kind of like amplified version of our, yeah. of our the fans guide website, we have it's... the fans guide to picking favorites so Shannon if you're out there <laughs> oh, find please. this for me please but it's a it's a it's a book series that came out in the 80s and it was basically all about this like town of insects there was like ants and beetles and various things but they but they were all like you know but it was like a little town and it was all the, the you know the life lesson fables that go on about like stealing and telling the truth and, and all that jazz they were kind of dark it was very interesting it was remember when when uh, Evangeline Lilly was was showing yeah. us her book it was yeah. kind of like that okay. stuff like the, the the illustrations were a little bit on the darker side um, but it was very interesting like the whole series is very and, and I remember being very struck by it um, but maybe that's because I I had a bit of a lying and stealing problem at the time uh, <laughs> but, but do you believe but don't you think that, that that's been like washed out of like current 
children's stuff. I feel like 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 there were oh yeah because there's no dark no nobody yeah. wants to talk about darkness anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody wants to actually talk about consequences lying. don't exist. You're just yeah, learning. You're just crazy. learning like this estrella. You're just learning what a star yeah. is as yeah. opposed to like hey don't be a dick. Like yeah. you don't learn to not be a dick anymore. Yeah. Reading. Can we just write books. that? Let's write that children's book. Yeah. Hey they, hey don't, don't be, be a dick. Don't be a dick. Well it's like that. It's like uh go to fuck to sleep. Like yeah yeah right. Like make a children's book. Don't be a dick. Um. Are are you done? No, I'm not done because because I I, because what I was going to come in with was uh, my favorite book as a child was a book called Z for Zachariah, and uh, it was I was in elementary school and it was one of those things where it's like go find a book in the in the library that you want to read whatever it is, and uh, I was like okay so I'm looking through all these titles and sure enough I found a book that had my name in it I'm like well I wonder what this is about and it is. A crazy, it's a crazy book. In fact, it was optioned by Tobey Maguire. They made it into a movie already, which kind of killed me because I always wanted to make it into a movie but and, and play the role, but rock and roll, they made it. I, I hope everybody sees it. But it's essentially about like nuclear holocaust or like oh this like one that fall- just came out at Sundance right this oh it may have yeah that yeah it has like Margot Robbie in it and uh, Chris M- Pine I think uh, yeah maybe wow. yeah. Yeah, yeah but basically it's just the, like this this girl who uh, lived yes. in this super yeah. isolated canyon way out in the middle of nowhere or yeah. you know this valley but it wasn't it was one of the only places in the world that wasn't affected by this nuclear fallout nuclear not nuclear nuclear fallout and uh, uh, but she has no idea what's happened outside in the world and her like grandmother or grandfather has just passed away and then all of a sudden out of nowhere she's going to this stream and she sees this guy in this hazmat suit that's just like laying there like almost yeah. half dead and she nurses him back to health and I won't you know spoiler alert and all that stuff but as a kid in elementary school I'm reading this book yeah. and going holy crap like what is this and it kind of actually it was one of the first things that really started to get me into like post-apocalyptic stuff which I am a giant fan of like I love yeah. everything post-apocalyptic oh, yeah. and um, so very fascinating book and happens to be my namesake so there you go well it's so funny you started talking about that because this got like so much attention at Sundance this year people went bomb for this movie, I was like, "Oh, it couldn't be the same thing because how could that be a children's book?" And it, it, that's it a yeah, crazy Z, Z, book to read a post-apocalyptic book about, like, yeah, in like it, third grade. Yeah. yeah, whoa. Yeah, and the I mean, the book came out in 1974, so yeah, uh, wow. it was still during the Cold War. And not to not to stop you guys from moving no. forward, but did you guys remember Scholastic Book Fair? Yes, yeah, like, I love oh, yeah. that. Like you, they would like you get. I mean, this is old school, but it's like oh, you get like this little pamphlet, and you get and to go like, buy it was books. Like on, yeah. It was like the thinnest paper. Yeah, the pamphlet was on the thinnest paper, and you go through and you pick which books you want, and you'd pay for them. Then they and get such, sent to school, and, it, and it's such like it's the best and worst way to make money. For, it's because you get to prey on your parents, like like because like you go home and what parent can say no? I'm denying you books Fine. to read. Really? Yeah. <laughs> They're like we got en- we got enough books. You don't read these. <laughs> Yeah. I actually uh, they'd be uh, like Why are, you're not gonna I'm not gonna uh, like not that my pay- obviously we had lots of right, books sure. obviously I had books but they were like you're not gonna read those books like I remember vividly <laughs> like, like probably right. the, the probably Clifford wrong. the Big Red Dogs were popular in Scholastic yeah. books and all that while we're talking about stories here's something that the internet and the listeners might be able to help me find because I can't figure this out much like the two of you did these stories yes. so it was we used to have these things called uh, if I remember correctly the weekly reader in, in, in uh-huh. school and it was like these pamphlets these newspaper pamphlets that would have various uh, you know, like short stories or stories broken up and then facts and they teach us and all that. And there was a story in there that it, it was split up into parts and it was uh, it was either from a complete book or from a a short story that they split up for these these classrooms. And it had to do with these cereal boxes. And on the back of these cereal boxes, there was like pictures of gardens. And you could put these cereal gardens, uh, you could put these boxes next to each other and form like a a bigger picture, a bigger garden. And 
the main characters went into this garden, magically went into this garden. And it it was so like and, – and, and they kept looking and trying to get further out and someone – one of their siblings or whatever got lost or something like that. And they got trapped in this garden and they had – and someone on the other side of the world had a like – had to try and save them or put the more box cereal boxes together or whatever. I can't remember more of the details because that's kind of when they stopped coming into our school and I couldn't read the full story. But I remember I was so curious as to what the hell happened. Solve this mystery. Now we're all like, and, we and have no idea what you're talking and here's about. Here's the deal. Generally, generally, I'm really oh, no, good no, no, at no, Googling. No. Generally, I'm really yeah. good at Googling things like this. Yeah. But I cannot, for the life of me, figure out what this is or, or Go- anything about Google's it. It's not foolproof, though. It's so yeah. hard to get some, t- even with keywords. Well, I also feel like with kid stuff, like no one cares. Like, and that right. cartoon's canceled. No, yeah. no, there's no end. There's no, like, right. no fan fiction. There's, it's gone. It's like. <laughs> Speaking of, of going into magical like uh, pictures, this is a little bit of a tangent. Do you guys remember a movie called The Peanut Butter Secret? Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, yes. that was such a no. weird no. It was movie. The, it was The Peanut Butter Solution. 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 And we're going to do that actually on our podcast. Oh, no, it. It. Yeah, because it's so insane. Dude, it's, it's so like, weird. Yeah. Dave, it's, it's so weird. I've never heard it's, of it's it. It's literally I've about a kid. It. It's about yeah, a kid insane. who like – doesn't he want to like grow no no no, that was his friend his friend friend wants to grow pubes but this other kid like loses his hair and then he meets this weird like magic guy who gives him this like peanut butter solution and you have to like paint it onto his head and it helps him grow his hair but what the guy doesn't tell him is that his hair he's going to use to harvest to make these magic paintbrushes to paint these magical paintings that you can go into it is dark it is weird it is so crazy and Canadian yeah and Canadian because that's where we needed in the 80s most of the dark weird stuff all came out of Canada the hair doesn't stop growing and the yeah, dude yeah. has like a sweatshop of kids with yeah, long yeah. hair growing and yeah, yeah. he paints this picture of like a burned down house or whatever that you needed to go into yeah. to save the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. On IMDb, here's the title of the movie in the poster. It says, Unternuhum Ernest Butter. <laughs> what? That's they what have the says. foreign poster. The, oh, it's the foreign poster. Yeah. yeah. And then that. speaking of uh, Scholastic uh, Book Fairs, going back to that real quick, uh, my most vivid memory from that was stealing bookmarks. That's what that was. I oh, never actually yeah. got a book. I never got a book from a Scholastic, a Scholastic Book yeah. Fair. I stole bookmarks. You did. And have I don't know why. A, I didn't even have, have books to put bookmarks uh, in. I just <laughs> felt like I needed the attention. They had to go in the comic books you had. And like, to go in the like, comic if books. I don't finish the comic. I got to have a bookmark there. All right. We got to take a little bit of break. We're going to come right back. Stay with us. There'll be more theft. Hey, everybody, it's Zach. So listen, building a website can be tough, right? And even if you do know your way around coding, creating something that looks good and works well is a time-consuming affair. Whether it's for a business site, a portfolio, restaurant, whatever else, in this day and age, you probably need one anyway, right? So, well, lucky for us, there's a company called Squarespace. And Squarespace makes it easy to build beautiful websites without breaking a sweat. Squarespace provides simple powerful and beautiful website templates for you to work with. Not only that, but those templates are part of Squarespace's responsive design, which means your website scales to look great on any device, further minimizing the hassles of making a website on your own. And every website you build also comes with a free online store if you need it. You just need something minimalistic but powerful? Their cover page feature also allows you to set up a beautiful one-page online presence in minutes. I personally have no idea how to build a website. Obviously, we've built a few through the Nerd Machine, but we have professionals who go do that. Seriously, you can't beat the ease and simplicity of Squarespace. Squarespace gives you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website for only $8 a month. You can even get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for a year. So what are you waiting for? Start a trial with no credit card required and start building your website today. 
When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code MACHINE to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for Nerd Machines Picking Favorites. So we want to thank Squarespace for their support of Nerd Machines Picking Favorites, and we want to thank all you for listening. Squarespace, built it beautiful. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Picking Favorites. Uh, if you're still with us, uh, thank you. If you're not, I'm sorry if I scared you away uh, from my life of crime as a child. Uh, we have Paul Shear with us. Uh, we've been talking about all kinds of random Canadian things. And uh, our next topic up for bid, uh, should we go to uh, shows that were canceled too early? Or should we Let's go do to theme songs. 80s, I, I think we're going to probably go off on a lot of 80s theme shows. songs. Yeah. 80s theme songs. Paul Shear, start us off. Favorite okay. 80s theme song. I thought long and hard about this. Because you there's need to. So, yeah. There's so many out there, but I thought about the one that had the la- the, the the most lasting effect. Yeah, okay. and I and I narrowed it down, narrowed it down. I finally got to two, and and to my to the the battle was between Growing Pains. Yep, and Perfect Strangers. Oh, and then right. I, and at the end of the day, I picked Perfect Strangers. Well done. I, and that's I feel like Perfect and- Strangers was a great one because it's an oddly has nothing to do. With the show, like a lot of the times, right. like it's just about like standing tall yeah. on the wings of your dreams, yeah. like rise and fall. <laughs> like it's it's a very like motive. It's almost like a Tony Robbins esque yeah. like song. And, and when you go, oh yeah, this show is just about like, uh, like a guy from Meat Posts and living with his Barbara, you know, his cousin in Chicago. It's ne- like you would never like yeah. in a million years you would never connect this show Let's with that song. Let's yeah. Oh man, I I miss the 80s so much. So great. The world looks perfect. (laughs) Nothing to rearrange. This is Razzle, everyone. It's so crazy. They put so much energy into like opening songs. It was like, hold on. I mean, we're all coming in, right? Yeah. Standing tall <laughs> on the, the wings of my dreams, <laughs> rise and fall. The wings. <laughs> of- Guys, we should have gotten that one. That was, yeah. oh, that was pretty gosh. good. That's pretty good. What I love about this and watching it uh, right now on the computer is. They clearly went to Chicago yeah, to, to shoot, shoot exteriors that they right. never did in the sh- TV oh, show no, at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So crazy. And there, um, there's a great game online where someone's created a Perfect Strangers game, and it's it's Balky having to like it's like almost like a Sonic the Hedgehog game, like collect rings and jump over <laughs> things. And it's with that song. It's amazing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, I'll give you the email, the uh, the URL. That's yeah. awesome. There was a movie that came out not too, I mean, kind of in that same time when Bronson Pinchot was like the biggest thing in the world. And it was, um, uh, do you remember that he played like this guy who was uh, like psychic powers? Oh, yeah, with John Larroquette, right? It no. Was, oh. oh, no, was it John? I'm the, pretty... his, his handler was not John Larroquette. It was like the heavy, it was like this heavyset guy. Right. Now it does infomercials, but in the 80s was a big actor on sitcoms and stuff. Oh, okay. I cannot remember that oh, for the gosh, life I... of me, but oh. he used to eat goobers to like calm him down because he would like freak out <laughs> and like having. <laughs> He would like have these like like electric uh, like electric like yeah he was like shock the, I, kind of things in order to like stop freaking out he had to feed I'm him looking, goobers. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I know exactly what this is. I, these are the many movies that I watched oh, as a man, children. So many, um, so many, so many of these. While, um, while we're uh, while we're researching that, uh, uh, Dave, uh, favorite. Uh, 
uh, 80s. Uh, oh, the trouble with Larry is that what it's called? No, no, no. is it it's the Flamingo one, it, Kid? Nope, nope. I'll tell you what it, it is. It, if I hear here. it, I'll, I'll know. But it's uh, I know exactly. Amazing what it is. stories. No, after hours. Right. No. Second yeah. sight. All right, second yeah. sight. Se- oh, second sight. Yeah, second, second, second sight. That's what it was. Second and sight. And it's in uh, which we call it. It is with John Larroquette. Oh, John Larroquette. And and it's I guess his handler is Stuart Pankin. Stuart Pankin or John Shuck. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to look yeah. at those those pictures later. But yeah, it, it, I just remember it so vividly. Every time oh I gosh. think of Perfect Strangers, of course, I always think of Bronson Pinchot, and I always think of that movie, and I think of it just in goobers. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, Dave, I'm gonna I'm gonna play song. mine first, and you guys it could come in and you. Uh, we'll talk oh, look at right. this is a really musical. I don't know what this one is, but I'm gonna. You don't I'm, know what this. One I'm is. hoping it's Dynasty, because that's a good thing. I'm gonna about. bet that Alan Thicke had something to do with writing it. Ah, uh, great. Come on. Classic, bring it, yeah. Bring it, bring it. I didn't think about this one. There's so many good ones. Yeah. Man, everything in the 80s was just so much more positive. Yeah. This is a great song. Yeah. yeah. They don't have theme songs like yeah. this anymore. Like, they don't make theme songs like they do, or intros. Well, they just don't. I, they, there's not enough time anymore. No. They've cut TV shows down so much that, like, you don't even get an opening now. I think Parks and Rec has a great theme song. We yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Wasn't this just a single too? Well, they used I feel to like do this that was back a then, single. Yeah. I don't remember if it was a single too, but I I, I do. Mike love and the, the Mechanics that... definitely had a single off of a, a Family Ties song, I think, because his love song with Michael J. Fox's love song with that girl. It was a Mike and the Mechanics song, I remember. But so. yeah, Family Ties is a great. I mean, I just love that whole dynamic of that family. It was they're kind of granoli, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. But 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 that show is great. What's with. With Fox as being like the super uber yeah. Republican guy, like it yeah. was totally yeah, yeah. like just different. Like you know, yeah. his parents were super hippies, and yeah. like he was very different than them. It was such a good. I mean, I love that again. Like a show that you just felt like I get this speaks to me. Yeah. And then they did dark episodes, like the one where oh yeah, Alex's friend died, and it was in that black room, and it's like him talking to a therapist for like yeah. thirty minutes. It's like yeah. you don't the whole see episode. the therapist. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. You know what's funny is I, I was born in nineteen eighty, and being 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 right there on the cusp of or like right when the 80s started yeah my family ties was growing pains like i watched, uh, right, I yeah. watched no, no. family ties but it was a, just a little bit ahead of my time as a child like i didn't quite grab that wave it was more like when growing pains came out which a lot of people say well that was like the next family ties yeah, or whatever yeah. but i knew growing pains really well i didn't know family ties as much i didn't watch growing pains that's the thing because i mean I'm i watched older, both so. i was kind of like right in the center of it because i i watched family ties not from the beginning and then i remember watching like Whoa! What's this episode? Like you know, yeah. like they're all younger. Yeah. Like you know, like I think I remember Family Ties more when it was uh, right before the kid came in, the younger kid yeah. came. Yeah. Brian oh Bonsall, right. Like there's always that younger kid yeah. to mix things up. Yeah. Oh, but I remember the, one of my favorite episodes was I love Tom Hanks. Yeah. And Tom Hanks is the oh uncle. The, the drunk yeah the drunk yeah. uncle oh my gosh yeah that was like, great. Tom Hanks is like a good like he pop up on sitcoms as like the yeah. fun guest yeah. star like Shannon, Shannon, Shannon find Hanks that clip it's on YouTube it's oh great oh my god that's amazing so good. drinking Tom Hanks is- vanilla extract oh, that's what he was like because he like he was clean and sober and he was drinking vanilla extract because there's a little bit of oh, alcohol in yeah it. remember that. It's, uh, wow, Red, Zach, you go first. Oh, I'll go. Yeah, um, no, so, so mine, mine was a toss up between Growing Pains and Cheers, and Ooh, I actually, and team. I actually go Cheers. And the reason why I go Cheers is, which is interesting, because it was, it was far less relatable for me as a child. Obviously, yeah. I wasn't going to bars at the time. Uh, but, uh, but actually, that's not true. My mom used to take us to bars. <laughs> she used to take us to sports bars. Maybe that's part of the why it's relatable. Um, but uh, I just the theme song to Cheers to me always makes me 
I don't know, man. It just always brings me back to those those moments, you know. Like it always brings me back, and I, and all and and also, I love the places in my life now where I can go to a bar, I go to a restaurant or whatever, and where it's where everybody knows your name. Like you can sit down and they're like, oh, the usual. Like I love that kind of aspect aspect of something, but it's also just a great theme song, and I loved all the old the old pictures that they would use. Yeah, hey, yeah, I mean, the here's the deal. Making are, your day in the world today takes everything you got. It's <laughs> still holding yeah. still yeah. This is so great. Taking a break from all your worries. Sure. And how does it Have you ever gone there and been disappointed at what you see when you can The actual bar? Yeah. No. I've not spent enough time there. I, I, when I went to Boston as a kid, it's like, oh, it's going to look like a cheer. go where everybody knows your name. Boom, 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 boom. And they're always glad you came. All right, we can they won't that. have that. Kids will not have this they anymore. Won't. No, they, they don't won't have it. That's a great one. That's another one. That's like they're like it's, it's so like good. Just iconic, classic, like, yeah. and you know the whole song, and you'd watch the whole thing. Like, yeah, there's nothing like this anymore. Uh, but going to the going to, to the growing pens of it all, Alan Thick. Uh, uh, a lot of people don't know this, or maybe maybe a lot of people do, but he was like a Canadian pop star, yeah. and uh, he and wrote a lot. Of, or I don't know if he was necessarily a pop star, but I think he, he was definitely very involved in music, and he wrote the theme song or co-wrote yeah. the theme song for for Growing Pains and performed it, and also wrote and performed the the um, theme song for Don't Tell Me uh, um, uh, What You're Talking About Willis uh, Different Strokes Different Strokes I yeah. believe he Which also has some jingles that are very tons. popular yeah. too yeah 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 he's a multi-talented guy yeah multi-talented, multi-talented. Yeah. Uh, Razzle Dazzle uh, favorite 80s uh, yeah, here, uh, uh, theme song I mean, everybody's taken good one, you know, good ones. Like, like you They're said, uh, "Growing Pains and Cheers." Um, "Growing Pains" is really up there as a great sing along. I mean, I'm going to make us sing it anyways. But there's also <laughs> then again, there's then again, there's the ones that don't have lyrics, like Magnum PI or the A Team. Oh, that yeah. one, Magnum PI was my my top three. You know, yeah. the A Team. You got the Dynasty one. Yeah. I was just the other day, me and my writing partner, we were at a lull, and I just started humming it. The dynasty theme, and it was like, there's so it's just the instrumentation, and there's so well, powerful. Wanted that, wanted, the one that I'm obsessed with is Rockford Files with the yes. instrumentation. Oh. It's so good, and that's a show that not I don't even really relate to. Is a like my grandma watched it, and I remember like, but that theme song, <laughs> oh yeah, boom, locked, yeah. never will forget. It. It's yeah, so yeah. great. Like my dad, yeah, my dad watched Barney Miller. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I, I mean, this is. A, I'm a. It's so real bass heavy. It's this, way bass heavy. I'm yeah. a nerd because of like when I was a kid, the two musical things that I liked a lot was I get like movie soundtrack albums, but they also had these like TV's greatest hits, Volume One and yes, Two. I had all those. I love it. I was like, yeah, it was like amazing. It's like yes. forty <laughs> songs of like the best hits, right, like absolutely. Mash and whatever. And like I'd listen to that on a Walkman, so absolutely. I feel like I have like a real bond to these songs. Yes, like these these shows that were this is way by Led Zeppelin, right? These here, shows before yeah, right, my right. time. Yeah, I'm still listening to you know exactly. Speaking yeah. of Mash, by the way, did you know that the lyrics to that song like. It's suicide is painless. Yeah, suicide yeah. Is painless. So depressing. Yeah. It's so, so dark. Yeah. Anywho, there was a dark. Yeah, so, um, wait, dark so what is your favorite? So I, I guess to to pick a favorite, I will go with Growing Pains, just since we've all nice. mentioned it. Um, second would have to be Magnum PI. Uh, growing I, Growing Pains again. I feel like again classic. Yeah. Classic. I got I got I got to throw in an, another honorable mention. Let's just hear uh, a little bit of it. Crying, we're nowhere near the end. Best is ready to be. Ready? As long as we got each other, 
Um, we got the world spinning right. I love this opening too because text the singer out of us. They would they would age him up. Yeah. They would age oh, him up. Yeah. So as the show got older, you would kind of yeah. see him throughout the season. Yeah, and they, totally. they always like different ones would hold the photo or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but it was My, also when they started going from like one minute intros to thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they started because now like so if you much. watch Mindy Project or New Girl, the intro is about eight seconds long. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's like this fast. Uh, my friend uh, Owen, he used to be a PA. And he said that whenever he was in New York, whoever he was with, no matter if it was an old guy, young guy, he would sing Growing Pains. And they would pop in, like, yeah. immediately, yeah. like, in the middle of it. They'd be like, rain or shine. They'd like, be like, like no, <laughs> I do this Just jump in. There's one. I want to hear your honorable mention because I have one that I feel like we have not talked about. Golden Girls. Oh. My wife and I watch Golden Girls. Two three times a week. It's yeah. such wow. a great show, man. It's such a great show, and that theme song is also it's awesome. In uh, to me, it's in the top five iconic. So right. for sure, uh, eighty sitcoms. I, here's another one that I think belongs in that top five. Oh, and I don't know. Well, this may be not eighties though. Right, I'm going to bring it up anyway. It doesn't matter. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yes. Oh yeah. That right. one is yeah. a great, that, I think that was early nineties. That's early nineties. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that, that, was it eighty nine? It might. It might. It might have. It may have been on the cusp. But that one is like yeah. as, that may be the last of the great. Theme songs, yeah. like that was it. Like it I was feel like that was, but it's fun. okay. But it's funny because you don't necessarily. It doesn't have the same like '80s like inspirational no. kind of thing. But exactly. you're absolutely right. It is like everyone knows because it's actually it's about the, the show, show. Yeah. and every one of the other songs are kind <laughs> yeah. of about the yeah, show. Yeah. It's like it the, literally gives you the exact yeah. premise of yeah. what yeah. happened. Yeah. One like of my favorites. You through it. The yeah. What about of, this? What about this? Ready? Here we are. Face to face, oh. a couple of silver spoons. Whoa, so yeah, cool. silver spoons is kind of before you guys. Though, but I was, that was yeah. before me. Making a go- oh man, I love that. I the love train that, that went the through train, the yeah. oh. Bateman, want, right? Bateman. Bateman, Alfonso Ribeiro, and Schroeder, oh, so like Ricky good. Schroeder, Bateman, and Alfonso Ribeiro. I, I saw episodes of it. I don't remember the theme song that well, but I wanted that fucking train. So I mean, everybody oh, did. Everybody yeah. wanted yeah. the train. It's so what good. About, oh, Webster. What about there's a. New boy in our neighborhood. Oh yeah, live downstairs and understood. understood. Yeah, what's that? Charles, Charles in charge. charge. Oh Charles what? Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't remember the intro. Oh. To that. Charles, Charles came out. Charles in charge, charge of our days and our rights. Dude, they totally recast all those kids. Charles Do you realize that? Oh yeah, that was a ama- that the weirdest oh, thing. But that again, because he was he was the he was the maid. The the family right. moved and he saw. Well, he that was the, the and they got the old man, old man Powell. Like and but like the crazy thing about that was. Again, as a kid, you're like, "What happened?" Yeah, yeah. Like, it, like but he stays with him. the house. He Williams and him stayed, <laughs> yeah. and they just like, like an old man, a yeah. hotter girl. Because yeah. like, I think the first season was like, uh, like yeah, nerdier boy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That. It's so weird, man. Yeah. yeah. And also, by the way, if you haven't done, if you haven't, I just recently it was it was on TV, and it kind of blew my mind because uh, I didn't really realize this. I knew something like this had happened, but I didn't, I didn't know exactly what. But uh, the original old guy bartender in Cheers that oh, had yeah. passed away, oh, mm-hmm. coach, coach that yeah. Woody Harrelson ended up replacing. And I was, my mind started going down this trail of like, oh my God, if that guy never actually died, Woody, uh, would Woody Harrelson, who is right. iconic as an actor yeah. now, would he have gotten the start that he needed okay. in order to propel him to where he's it's at? Like, so crazy. like, it's so weird, you, right? And while we're talking about Cheers, Cheers uh, is like literally every second line of dialogue is a solid joke. Yeah. Oh, Cheers so is good. one of the best written sitcoms and the funniest sitcoms 
of ever. It's what, just so solid. Like that and like Taxi too. Like Taxi. Like they're all like yeah. really fun. A lot like of the, Jimmy yeah. Burroughs. Yeah, yeah, the Burroughs. Right. Charles Burroughs. Burroughs. Yeah, yeah. Charles Burroughs. Burroughs. Yeah. The Burroughs. Charles Burroughs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the order. Whatever the order <laughs> again, is. Again, with some crazy recasting. Yeah, you know, yeah. uh, again, yeah. man, it's yeah, just amazing. Then, Three's Company, but that's also more of a seven, uh, yeah. 70s, 80s. But, yeah. I, Saved by the Bells is 90s, yeah. right? Yeah, it's 90s. Dude, but the Fallon. Did you see Jimmy Fallon? Both of those. Oh, yeah. The, Sil- the, the Fresh Save Prince by- and the Saved by the Bell. Wait, Jimmy yeah. did a th- Fresh Prince one as well? He shot for re- shot. Yeah. Oh, I didn't Recreation. Know. Oh, I got to see that. I mean, okay. if, we're, if yeah. we're talking about yeah. theme songs, uh, Too Many Cooks nailed it. Oh, oh dude. My God. It's so genious. So Too many. Co- if, you're not, if you haven't seen this already, people... Uh, too many cooks. Uh, the, the lore goes it was something that what just kind of magically appeared at like four a.m. Right at like yeah. four a.m. on well, we do on all Cartoon the, Network. Yeah, like I've done these slots too. It's basically La- Mike Lazo who runs Adult Swim. He lets us do whatever we want at four a.m. and it's and and there's all these crazy things. I did a thing with Ray Wise and you like at four a.m. Your TV just became a hotel TV and and and, 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 and I started clicking through it and Ray Wise is like a Steve Wynn esque guy and it was like so they're all collected on the Adult Swim website. But at four a.m. there is weird stuff that he puts money behind. Like yeah. Michael Ian Black did a whole series of infomercials called "You're a Hole," and that and uh, <laughs> they're amazing. It's great. Like I just, too many cooks. Is I just can't imagine wow. like all of the like. Uh, either incredibly drunk or incredibly stoned people yeah. that might have been up at 4 a.m. and they're thinking, oh, we're about to watch something and then all of a sudden that comes on and you think because it just dr- just it's, goes and goes and goes yeah. and it just gets more crazy and more absurd and like I, my mind would have been just blown oh at my, that point. To watch it not knowing what you were in store for yeah. would have been it, amazing. Like I watched it I didn't know what it was. Yeah. I just seen like three weeks later or whatever, it was somebody posted it on Reddit and it exploded. And that's when it went huge. And everybody was tweeting and talking about too many cooks. And I'm like, all right, I'll see what it is. And I clicked on it. And at first I seen it was like a 16 minute adult swim. I'm like, okay, it's a sitcom on adult swim. So I watched the first, the intro and I'm like, okay, it's going to be a parody of a thing. Yeah. There's another intro, another intro. Oh, and the yeah, well, don't, just, don't, no, no, but don't ruin yeah. it. Don't ruin it. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's super it's fun. Uh, we got to move on to our last topic because we're we're uh, we're pushing it. Uh, and, and and Shannon has her work cut out for her. Now. Yeah, this, this would be a big one. Have, this uh, week. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Plus, uh, it's got to come out. Uh, well, yeah. Anyway, it's, she's gonna have her work cut out for for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last uh, topic up for bid: uh, shows favorite show that yes. was canceled too soon. Paul, she okay. hit us. Here's a show that I love. Many people don't know it, but it's great. I own it on DVD. The Bachelor is still on. The ba- oh, God that. damn it. It's called It's Your Move. It starred Jason Bateman. Uh, it was basically Jason Bateman and his mom live in this apartment complex next to the uh, the next door neighbor from Married with Children. Uh, I forget his name, but if you saw his face, you'd recognize him. And the J- first one or the second one? The uh, not, not the Tim, guy from Revenge of the Nerds. Not the Tim other McGinley. guy. Yeah, Talk, the other guy. Yeah. Okay. So the first guy. It's so Jason Bateman. His mom kind of has this relationship with this guy next door, and he does everything he can to sabotage it. And it was like one of my favorite episodes is called Dregs of Humanity, where he creates a band called the Dregs of Humanity, and then builds them and makes puppets out of them. Does a live show where like all these kids come to watch the Dregs of Humanity. And they're actually they're backstage like controlling puppets. It was an insane show, and it was very meta at its time because they had this fat kid on the show, Eli, and Eli at one point was playing goalie in a soccer game, and they kick this goal, they kick a, a ball at him, and he goes to dive for it, and they pause the screen. Do you remember? Oh my that? god, I totally remember this. Yeah. I said, "Go ahead." This is amazing. They're, they're like, "Hey, everybody!" Like. 
here's the deal. Like, would Eli catch this ball? Like, he's like a fat kid. Like, probably not. <laughs> no, literally. But, like, it would be really great if he caught the ball and, and it would make you yeah, like, roughly <laughs> and like he that. Goes, like, and we like the kid. Yeah, we like the kid. It's like, and so then they cut did, back they and cut, he catches <laughs> and he wins yeah. the game. Wait, and it, and, 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 and it was unprecedented? That, that yeah. Was, yeah. Like, they, mean, never had, they never just pot. No, no, but no, no, nor in the show had they ever done nope, that? No, that was not like a convention of the show. And it was like a title. Like, it was like the Purdue. Yeah, it's so funny. I remember I hadn't, I could not remember what you were talking about until you talked about that moment. And I remember seeing that episode going oh my god it they just pause it a narrator comes on and starts talking about him like it's, hey we like the kid it, it, and yeah, that's and really it, their, their excuse was we, he probably won't catch it but we but, like the kid so we're gonna let him catch it and then and then and then the show is like canceled very not it had a bad run it was like a saturday 18 night episodes show. 18 yeah. a, and i have them all on dvd because i ordered them off of ebay like i found somebody and they had them all in there kind of crappy quality but I do own them all. That's a great. It's a great show. It's like a real smart alecky That's kid. So fun. Adam Sadowski played uh, the kid Eli. Oh yeah, and Ernie Sabella was the landlord uh, from uh, Lion King fame. Uh, he was uh, Pumbaa. Yeah. 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 There that's right. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 So he that, was Pumbaa. That's, in Lion King. Uh, so that's that's my show. Look for clips. You can find Dregs of Humanity on YouTube. It's a cra- It's a crazy. Fun, like mischievous kid show, and I loved it. And no one has seen it. That and uh, he's the mayor. My two favorite uh, missed shows, but I can't. Won't get into he's the mayor. Uh, just, just, so, just so you know, uh, it's your move was canceled to make room for the second season of Double Trouble. Oh, uh, which was a sitcom starring. Um, this is the uh, sitcom of the antics between twin uh, two twins, Kate and Allison, played by real life twins Liz and Gene Siegel. So, I love that. And Double Trouble also had. Mitch Hurwitz's uh, writing partner for Arrested Development uh, was one of the lead actors. He was the the waiter in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Who's like oh Billy Batalato? Yeah, is that the guy who's like he's like you're the sausage king of Chicago, Chicago. Yeah. Oh, the Major D or whatever, yeah, yeah, Jonathan right. Smock. Uh, yeah, oh, is it him? Okay, maybe I'm wrong that that this is his writing partner. I could have been wrong about that. Let me see. Uh, it's okay. It's no, okay. no, no, no. I think I, I I'm gonna you, find you out could who be it is. right. Is I he is he wrong. married to Christine Zander? Oh, I don't know. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, maybe Razzle. Maybe I'm thinking yeah. of something. Uh, what is your favorite canceled show? My favorite canceled show would have to be um, there. There's uh, like a lot that there's, especially since they're they you know growing up. It's you you have these shows growing up, and then they disappear, yeah. and you're not really smart enough to really know if they canceled or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's so many, uh, much like that. Um, but I'm gonna have to say one that really influenced me. Uh, as far as I got a haircut like this kid, um, <laughs> I wanted a high school radio show because of this kid. I oh, wow. still kind of uh, it's very and and it's very it has to do with Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Inspired it. I'm gonna say oh, Parker, Parker Lewis yes. can't lose. Great. There was a, an episode of, for Park, and I see Kubiak on like every airplane I leave. Anytime I leave LA, Kubiak's like on that. Plane. I love it. But um, Parker Lewis can't lose. For those that, of you that, that don't know, was essentially it was almost like a a campier Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It was this totally. kid. He yes. it was. Prior to Saved by the Bell, it was the Parker Lewis. No. Was a, Parker Lewis? I'm pretty sure Parker. Yeah, Lewis it was, was on ninety Bell. to ninety three. Yeah, I feel like Saved by the Bell was concurrent though. With I don't. Oh, think we can it, look. Well, it actually, maybe. what was concurrent it with it, it was, was Ferris, Ferris Bueller TV show, which lasted only thirteen episodes, starring Jennifer Aniston. Yes. Um, what? Yeah. Uh, she was. Uh, she was the Mia. She was the sister. She was no. She oh, was she was. A, oh wow. Right. Yeah. Yes. She was yeah, genie. Yeah. Um, and so. Uh, just looking. Yeah, say by the bell he was eighty nine. Char- Sorry to go back to the guy's partners with uh, Mitrovitz. He plays Charles Kincaid. 
uh, on uh, Double Trouble, Charles Kincaid. Uh, you can guys can figure that out. All right, yeah. all right. Sorry. So it was concurrently with Say by the Bell, but what it was is uh, Parker Lewis was this this kid who pretty much ran high school. Everybody thought he yes. was cool. Everybody wanted to be him. The principal didn't like him. The principal hated him because he was always foiling her. It was a woman principal, and she was always like uh, Russo, I believe was her name. Yes. Um, and he was just he ran the school. His <laughs> sister didn't like him. Him and his team. He had uh, him and his best friends. They had lawn chairs up on the top of the roof, and they. They would always hang out on top of the high school yeah. and sip lemonades. And in high school, my friends and I, we would always climb to the roof and, and goof around on there. And we would always climb through and, you know, we'd find our, my old high school had tunnels and secret old rooms and stuff that we would hang out in and, and all that. And there was an episode of, uh, they would always say, they would always get into antics and uh, try and like uh, foil things and all that. And they were, they would all, one of the popular things was synchronize your swatches because oh, yeah, back yeah. then uh, swatch watches were popular and they would always synchronize that. Um, and there was one particular episode where they happened to find behind a locker a door that led to an old school radio station which connected that. into yeah. the into the um which connected into the, the high school and all that and Parker Lewis and all of them had like a pirate radio station for the high school and they would always they'd play music and they would be you know they were like the shock jocks and the the pirate radio of the high school and they got in trouble for all of that and it was a uh, it was very influential on my life. I, I, for a while, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I was, you know, in fifth grade or whatever when it came out or whatever. I, I had his, I got his haircut, you know, with a little poof and the, the short on the sides. And I would wear kind of like the silk shirts or whatever, similar to like he would and stuff like that. And uh, Parker Lewis can't lose. It was just such a, a, a starred coronamic. Um, it was just. Do you a, remember the interesting crossover in that episode? Uh, so Parker Lewis can't lose. There is an episode where they're doing some sort of live show, and it was like in an auditorium. And then from the back, darkly lit, you couldn't see it. It was two guys walk in, and they were supposed to be Ferris Bueller and Cameron. Okay. And he goes, "Hey, Ferris, that's how you make a good TV show." Oh. And it was like a real dig on the guy on their right. own show. That's like it was so like, funny because because that they were viewed as competition. I think yeah. Ferris Bueller was viewed as a a real home run. Parker yeah. Lewis was a little bit more of a. You know, a uh, dark horse. Absolutely. It well, did a and, lot of it. It did 70 some episodes, though. Parker Lewis can't lose. Wow, it did. really? Yeah. It did three Whoa. seasons. Three yeah. seasons oh, wow. versus, uh, versus. That's why I'm not sure if it was yeah. completely canceled or not. I imagine it was. Um, but uh, it just wasn't renewed. It wasn't renewed. <laughs> yeah. And um, like Ferris Bueller had 13, but Parker Lewis, what was funny too about it, it is it was very campy. Like they yes. would have sound effects, and yeah. they would have like very super, like super campy. It was very cartoony sound effects and things like that that would. And didn't he go to like Washington at the end? Or I felt like he. Like he I mean, I don't know. I yeah. wasn't it. Yeah, it was on. Was it on Fox? It yeah. was on Fox. It was on Fox. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, Zachary. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking up the Ferris Bueller TV show because I was like Jennifer Aniston. What? That yeah. was just blowing my mind. Um. So I. Uh, I I. I I think I, I have to go a little bit more current um, right. because uh, it's weird. Like, I watched a lot of TV when I was a kid, but I wasn't really aware of what was getting canceled too soon or not right. or whatever. So it was very difficult for me to think of, oh, what was it that I was like, where did that go? Yeah. Um, but kind of um, more recently, or at least as, as recently as 2009, there was a show on ABC called Pushing Daisies. And I think that from a, just like an artistic, creative talent standpoint, 
It was a great show. It, we it was. Shot, we shot. We actually. I'm a little biased because we shot right next to them at Warner Brothers when we were doing Chuck. So I got to know all those guys. But then I, because of that, I started watching the show, and I just thought it was such a great show. It was um, Lee Pace was the lead. And Barry uh, and Sonnenfeld is that Barry what, Sonnenfeld? Really, yeah, yeah directed the pilot, amazing, produced right? yeah. it, and it was a totally Sonnenfeld yeah, look. Mean, Lots of like these, lots of like these cool close-ups, and but the whole world was very like colorful and weird. It was like it was it was it was the real world. They had to but create, was, but they had to create like all the everything yeah. they were doing, and yeah. they had to make it. And yeah. It was like yeah. yeah, which is part of the reason why right. it didn't survive. Because so what money. happened was, in uh, for those of you listening who don't know, so after the first season, after from the 2007 to 2008 the, of that season of television, that's when the writer strike happened. So anything that wasn't getting quite the ratings that you needed to get at that time, by the way, yeah. if you were getting if you were getting the ratings you were getting then, now you'd you'd be yeah. like a number one yeah. show. Absolutely. But at that time, television was still kind of holding on a little bit new media wasn't quite there so uh we so shows like chuck like we barely stuck around pushing daisies came back for a second season but it was kind of like you really got to get your numbers up and or drop your budget and it's impossible for a show like that to maintain the quality of the show yeah. because it was so otherworldly and colorful and you know the palette was just amazing and uh, and sean mcbride and um chris and chenoweth i mean it was a really talented yeah. cast really great writing really well directed but and a crazy concept for a show crazy like concept. the guy's dead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like I can't touch anything, and yeah. it's like such a great. It's like that. I'm gonna make the tension of this relationship. Yeah, finite. Like yeah, this yeah, is yeah. like you yeah. cannot break this. You know, this seal, if you will, this this barrier. You can't. And it's like always how shows always demise, right? It's like yeah. when, when well, the two no, make, you no, know, because I mean? he could bring people back from the dead, right? If he touched them, but if he touched them again, they were dead and they were dead forever, right? So he, yeah, so he, so he touched on on a on, not on a fair uh, on a. Uh, a Friel, not Anna Ferris. It was Anna Friel. She was right, an English yes. actress. So he touched Anna Friel. She came back to life. And but then it was like I I'm I like I'm in love with you, but I can't ever touch you again. It was right. very like rogue from X Men in that way. But um, and they continued it. Uh, and I just double checked it that on a comic book. They they did, may have done a, like, like a, one or two. Yeah. Or like, like yeah. Wow. Special, yeah. But 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 it was also um, uh, not just Barry Bar- Sonnenfeld, but it was. Um, uh, Brian Fuller. Brian Fuller. Yeah. Who is so incredibly talented. And, you know, it's really interesting. Like, as soon as that show came out, and I know that I'm not the only one who thought this, but it should have been on HBO or Showtime. Or, like, it, yeah. it to be on network television is just so hard for a show that's so stylized like that. Well, Brian Fuller did a cool show. And if you can get a chance to find it, he did a remake of The Monsters. Yes. And uh, and it That's aired right. and, and, and it, it was up against Hannibal. I think Hannibal at the end of the day won, but they aired the pilot because it was so cool and it was Eddie Izzard uh, as grandpa, Portia de Rossi as um, as uh, the wife, uh, Jerry O'Connell Jerry as Herman. O'Connell. Yeah. Um, it was really cool and very different and like you would think like how could you do the monsters and that same stylistic sensibility and it was weird and it was I loved it. I, I love that pilot. It was really that's a cool. Great, that's Wait, a great pilot. But Brian but Brian did Hannibal as well. Yes, and so basically he did both. Uh, Hannibal went first, and it was like they were making it. And I think that the network was like, "We're going to double down on Hannibal, and we're oh, going to gotcha. not go forward on this." Yeah, if you if you want to look for it on the internet, it was actually titled "Mockingbird Lane." Was the oh, uh, yes. the, the, yeah. the pilot? That's the, right. The, I remember when that so, came around. And it was a cool idea. Like I love the idea of like putting Jerry as Herman Munster because it was like, oh well, she wants a model-y kind of a very like yeah. that like not a like it was like 
it was less, you know, it was interesting. They just did cool little tweaks to it. And it was very, like, it was, like, bright and still kind of, yeah, like, grimy and dark. And Eddie Izzard as grandpa was awesome. Oh, he was good. good. Well, Eddie Izzard, in general, is... So good. Going to to loop it back around, if you ever get a chance to watch Eddie Izzard dressed to kill, which is, to me, one of the greatest stand-up comedy routines of all time, he talks about... Um, he he talks about uh, um, like stories as a kid and like you know the fables that you learn and you're like yeah you know uh, he's, this is a horrible Eddie uh, Eddie Izzard impression but he and he's, he's like you know yeah like um you know the boy who cried wolf you know you, you, uh, you, you don't lie or or uh, you know this that and the other and then he goes and then you get to Humpty Dumpty and it's like what, what are you supposed to learn from that like. If you're an egg-shaped man, don't sit on walls. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, that's very, great. very ridiculous. Um, did did we get to everybody? Did Is Dave? Good? Dave, no. did you? Oh, I know, have another no, oh, come on. Mind. My favorite show that got canceled uh, was on in 1999 to 2000. It starred Jay Moore and Ileana this Douglas. Is great. It was called Action. It was about Peter Dragon, who was a movie producer in Hollywood. Uh, I was living in South Carolina at the time. Wasn't a part of movie, Hollywood. Right. Hadn't didn't live out here. I was the set designer, but I still was. You know, I did theater, but I didn't do movies. Um, and it was on Fox, and it was the first show, and I think still the only show on network television that when they they would actually just say fuck and shit and whatever, and they would just beep it out. Yeah, no way. They would just. This I'm, was an HBO show. It was an HBO on network fifteen years ago. Yeah, it yeah. was crazy. It was, but they weren't really making yeah. series on HBO at the time right. or any anywhere, and so they would just have the same conversations that you would see on an HBO show or whatever, and they would just beep it out. Like and literally, like they would Fox be, was like, "We're cool. We do we're, cool yeah, yeah. stuff," and it was super cool. Yeah. yeah, I loved. I thought it was so much fun. It's like, and Jay Moore was great in it. So um, good. Had Buddy Hackett. Buddy, Buddy Hackett yeah, yeah. as so a driver, Hackett. like a limo driver. Everybody was in this movie. Uh, in the show, I mean, in the show. Yeah, sorry, but you like, know, and and not to uh, what I what rem- what this reminded me of. I love this a lot, but I grew up on this other show with John Cryer called like that. Grew up. It was like five episodes. The famous Teddy Z, which was about like John. John Cryer was a guy who like became an agent, but he was like the youngest agent, and Alex Rocco was teaching him the ropes of being an agent. But like it's so inside baseball, right? Like, like for us, like I had no in that world, and this was like if that was inside baseball, yeah, this, this was, was like, so like, but it was whoa. all about like all agents and managers yeah. and like movie producers and like Ileana Dog, Ileana Douglas had to like become a prostitute, yeah, like there was all these because she didn't make it anymore, and like you know he started writing gay porn, like there was all was these like, things that she, she was, was doing, like, like Heidi Fleiss essentially, yeah, wow. yeah, so she became this huge real yeah. family comedy. It was not family at all, like it was. But, I mean, it's amazing that that show, like especially now, like seeing all the hoops, hoops but dude, here's a, like here's people that were on the show. Keanu Reeves uh, is on the show. Uh, Selma Hayek did an appearance wow. on the show. Sandra Bullock, Tony Hawk, Scott Wolf, uh, Hasselhoff. I mean, it was a really I fun get, show. What I that. can't get m- my head wrapped around is like, why aren't all these shows available on new media in some way? Because it's like, it costs nothing. No, you just yeah. put it's it up. Bit, actually, it's on Amazon. Oh, it is? Oh, it okay. is. oh great. Okay. For $1.99 an episode. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's exactly that. It's like, put all these shows, any content you have, any types of tapes or but archives the is, you have. Yeah, but the problem is, is like a lot of these, like they wrote these contracts with these actors and it's yeah, like, right. they don't have yeah. contracts for new media for right. those. So yeah. like, it's like, they're like, and rerun. I got to go back yeah. and like renegotiate yeah. all this shit with all these yeah. people. Like, yeah. It's like not worth it, but it's I love a bummer, the fact, though, yeah. it is a bummer because you'd love to see all these shows. Like, yeah. I'd love to see like the pilot. Like, the, it would be great to have a channel. It's like pilots that didn't make it. Well, yeah. Well, we were, once yeah. upon a time, they used networks used yeah. to do this. They'd burn off pilots in the summertime. Apparently, I don't remember that, but it, no, that's what I heard. Well, I remember this show on IFC called Brilliant but Canceled, and Brilliant but Canceled would collect pilots, and it would be like. 
you would have uh, they would screen stuff like Who's the Caboose, which is this like Sarah Silverman, Sam Cedar, uh, like John Benjamin show, and it was like they did um, what was that show with the bunny, Greg the Bunny, Greg the, the original oh, right. Greg the yeah, Bunny. Yeah, but these are all shows that actually came out. Some never, of them, yeah. But some they had of them. ones that never aired. Before. They had, they, had the, they 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 would do stuff where they just have pilots, and it would be like just cool pilots, and they would you know they would frame it within the week, so it would right. be like two back to back. I swear to God, if there's a funnier guy than H. John Benjamin, I don't know. That's, oh that's, that's definitely an interesting. His shows are my favorite. Boss Burgers and, and Archer are two of my favorite one of, shows. I mean, not to promote my own thing, but uh, I did do. a show called Human Giant, and one of my favorite sketches is a sketch where it's my birthday, and they get me a Bruce Willis impersonator, and it's John Benjamin as a Bruce Willis, <laughs> and he looks nothing like Bruce Willis, <laughs> and is just taking a horrible advantage of me. Uh, and that, that he's great in that one, and he's great in this other one we did called To Catch a Predator, where he's coming in, and I'm busting him on TV because he's like there to like uh, make out with the kid, and he's so funny. He was a writer on our show. He's amazing. He's I, I, he's he kills me. I love that. I love Archer so much. It's the I think you it's the do. funniest show on television. You I do. I think it's the Archer. funniest show there is. It's, it's super funny. It's definitely a thing. Like being in the industry now and reading, you know, the varieties and yeah. the deadlines and reading when pilots get bought or pilots don't get you know yeah. get passed over after they've been filmed you wonder like even in the 70s and 80s when we had all these shows we remember like what other possible gems of pilots yeah. are just sitting somewhere with everyone works you know I mean? so hard on these yeah. things and it's like why not air them why not just put them out yeah. like, you know it's like like the way that it, uh, at least Amazon is doing it with the like hey we'll make a yeah. vote on it but at least you get to see it like absolutely why not like if you're not gonna pick it up yeah. let, let people like, watch it but it's all a fear of Oh well, if people like it, then, then we're we didn't idiots. Pick it up, then yeah. We're idiots for not picking well, it up. And it's right. like every one of us in this room has friends who have filmed like three different pilots, yeah. ten years ago or whatever that don't, haven't gotten picked up. And it's yeah. just like me and me and some friends have often joked about having like a pilot party where everybody brings like their worst, like the, you yeah. Because because by the way, when you look back, like in the moment, you're always like, man, why couldn't why didn't we get picked up? And then you know you give it a few years and you look back and go, oh my god, that was horrible. Yeah, that yeah. was right, horrible. Yeah. I I totally agree. That was not be a good call. But it'd be funny to just sit around and have. Dinner. To be like, oh my god! Look yeah. at what about what about only because of everybody in the room doing something like that at like the Largo and yeah, talking that and would commenting. be funny. That well, would be really having funny. commentary. Well, after. Rob Hubel uh, does a show called the Shit Show, and what you do in the Shit Show is everyone brings their most embarrassing clips. So it's okay. commercials. Uh, Fail pilots, whatever it is, yeah. And you pick a scene, and it is, and it's, and so basically you set the stage. You play it, yeah. and then but uh, and then but it's it is it is one of and the then everybody yeah. just rips every single. I mean, just like yeah, just yeah. like to be yeah. like I did a thing called Meow TV, which is television for cats by cats, <laughs> and it was paid for by Purina, <laughs> and it was on Lifetime, and it was insane. Uh, and Can it was we find like, us online? Oh, oh, Meow TV? No, I I mean I, I wish you could in a way. I, it's a, it's <laughs> so crazy. It's yeah, it was like talking to cats, and like part of the show would just be like like uh, like a laser pointer, like shooting around the screen, so the cat would be like into it. It was like that thing in Scrooged where he's like, you know, we got to get more of these animals in there. Cats are right. number one watchers of TV, and it's like that was like <laughs> their whole idea was like this is the thing. People are gonna watch us with their cats, and we're gonna Purina is gonna be the first one in there to. But get they have. That. I mean, there's a whole thing like the cat. I mean, like there's whole just YouTube channels of just yeah. cat that's watching. The thing like, now. Just, uh, I mean, cats uh, yeah. definitely are. Meow TV ahead of its time. Wow. That's amazing. Hosted by Annabelle Gurwich. 
who did like dinner and a movie and a whole bunch of stuff. So, <laughs> oh my god! Wait, but you were the interviewer. Like I she was, hosted, like, I she was like the wraparound person, and then I was doing the sketches. Like so, I did Cat Home Shopping Network, and I was like, oh, look at this toy. This is a great. Uh, this is a great. Like, <laughs> oh my like, god, we yeah, have to find. Like, it. Yeah, so, we gotta find. Yeah, we gotta find. Like, like, Shannon yeah. Fox, go uh, find that. Yeah, now TV with Paul Shear. But uh, yeah, people play some pretty amazing stuff. Rob Hubel is uh, one of the kings of commercials. Like he made his money, and he's done so many embarrassing commercials. Commercials like Olive Garden commercials, where it's like, "What's the occasion? We're just treating ourselves." Like you know, like real sincere, <laughs> sincere shit eating kind right, of grin commercials. Right. Like yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, he's done like, a lot. So it's it's really fun to watch those. Nice, I like it. Yeah, like uh, it. Paul Shear, thank you so thank much you so for awesome. coming thank in you. and being with us today. Thank you so much. Thank you everybody for continuing to listen to our podcast and supporting us. Please go and support our sponsors uh, if you can and have the means. We really appreciate that. As do they. Um, and make sure to listen to how this get made. Oh, thank Hilarious you. Hilarious yeah. show. Oh yes, on, uh, yeah. Wolf Pop. Yeah. I mean, on, on Earwolf. It's Earwolf. on the Earwolf yeah. Network. On yeah. Earwolf proper. Yeah, proper, Earwolf yeah. proper. <laughs> Not the redheaded stepchild. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you again, Paul. And thank you again, everybody else. Uh, have well, a great day and goodbye. See you next time. See ya. Wolf Pop is part of Midroll Media, executive produced by Adam Sachs, Matt Gorley, and Paul Shear.